The text for our morning's message will be found in Psalm number 46. Psalm 46. Psalm 46, and we'll be looking at the first three verses. Psalm 46 and verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Let's bow our heads. Father, we come before you and we are thankful for all that you've done. Thank you for for your grace and your mercy. Lord, please be with us in this time of preaching together and give us grace. Move among us by your spirit, Lord. I thank you for all that you've done. In Jesus' precious name I pray, amen. I hope your new year was happy. I hope uh, everyone's doing well and uh, getting the new year off to a, a good start, at least, I hope. Um, today was supposed to be Vision Sunday. It's a time we take each year to kind of lay out a vision statement, at least for uh, for the next year and uh, see what the Lord has for us in that, and I think we're going to put that off a little bit. We have many of us who are out, um, who are traveling, or or many who are actually being very wise and staying away um, because of the virus, whether exposure to it or um, being wise in that aspect. And quite frankly, my vision has been a little bit blurry as of late, uh, trying to to look ahead as pastor, uh, whether by stress or by tears or just by life. And sometimes it it's a bit hard to see far down the road when you're kind of looking for the next step to take here and now, isn't it? So we'll wait and we'll, we'll look at that, what the Lord has for us in this next year as a body soon. Today what I'd like to do is... Um, share my heart a little bit with you and we've all gone through some rough patches for sure especially in this past year and maybe share with you what has helped me through some rough times as of late I thought 2021 was supposed to be different it was supposed to be a magic button that everything switched you know a couple days ago and 2020 would be a long-forgotten memory, but it's not shaping up to be much better so far. Does anybody still have Christmas celebrations to do? Or Yes, a couple of us. It's been weird. It's been hard. We've faced some hard times. The first book in the Bible that was written, the book of Job, tells us as much. Job says, that life is short and full of trouble. And I think we hear that and we say amen. But do we really know that? I mean, I, I think some do. Some seem to know from the very start of life how hard it can be. They've 
faced many struggles in, in their lives from growing up, and certainly earlier generations than, a, than us have faced uh, things that we think are unthinkable. But I think for the most part, most of us don't really have to face the hardness of this reality, that life is short and that life is full of trouble. Our troubles often are trivial, surface level, like we didn't get to sleep in long enough, or the coffee wasn't good, or the line at Starbucks was too long. Can you believe I can't sit down at a restaurant? We spilled coffee on our shirt, or we don't have enough money to buy that Ferrari we've always been wanting. That's our troubles, right? And they're often trivial. But then life will do what it does. And it will hit you out of nowhere with pain and sorrow and suffering. Maybe it's one hard gut punch. Something that brings you to your knees and leaves you breathless. Or perhaps it's volley after volley that doesn't stop like waves that are crashing on the shore and you're longing for that moment when those waves all of a sudden stop and you can hear silence at the beach for a few seconds. Sometimes life can be like that, right? I've faced this in my own life over the past few weeks, and perhaps this is where some of this is stemming from. Uh, just a few short weeks ago, I got a new position at work. You know, I was all excited, moving up a step and, and uh, taking on some new responsibilities, and you know, you kind of got a, a, a vision, I guess, if you want, of what it's going to be like, and it's it's going to be good, and we're going to make these changes, and blah, blah, blah. You're excited about it, and then, <laughs> then it changes. And one by one, the guys who work for me are dropping like flies. Ten days here, ten days there. This guy's got to be out for ten days. Until it's just me and a couple other guys, and I'm having to work the floor and do my new job at the same time which is fine, <laughs> you know, okay, here comes one curve in the road and we roll with it. And then the clerk who's handled the bills and knows the system for the past seven years gives his two-week notice and goes out for 10 days and then leaves early. <laughs> okay, here's another curve. Then my father-in-law gets sick and has to go into the hospital with COVID pneumonia and has been fighting. And then yesterday, his sister Wanda, while hiking in Yosemite, slips on ice and hits her head, breaks her shoulder and her wrist. To the point that every time the phone rings, I'm catching my breath and saying a prayer. What now, Lord? You ever been there? 
had to put my own message from last week to the test. Will I have faith over fear? Will I show love and in, in love instead of frustration? Will I let go and let Jesus guide in all things? Because that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's what I said we were supposed to do. And aren't I supposed to follow my own advice and listen to what the Bible says? I can stand here as pastor and say sometimes that's not easy. Sometimes it's not easy. When we actually have to stare down trials in the face, it's not easy. It's like we know where we should be and I know how I should be reacting and I'm striving to get there, but there's just times that it's hard. There's times that it's hard. What do we do when we find ourselves there? Maybe I just want to help a little with that today. And I know that my struggles are not unique. I am not the lone sufferer on the face of the earth, no. You know these things in your own life. You've experienced them, or maybe you are right now in your own life. And people all around us are going through things like this. We're going to experience them as part of, part of living in this fallen world. And what we need to do is learn how to navigate through those. Because the Bible doesn't ignore it. Not, not by any means. <laughs> it tells us from start to finish that Jesus has come to redeem us from all that. To save us from sin and its wages of eternal death and to tell us that one day He's going to redeem the world from sin and the world from the effects that it's had on it. And He gives us exceedingly great and precious promises of what someday will be. Someday there will be no more death and no more suffering and no more pain. And that gives us great hope, doesn't it? But it also doesn't ignore the right now. God instructs us through His Word. He ensures us through His Word and comforts us through His Word and teaches us by giving us examples. And I simply this morning just want to turn your mind to where mine has found strength in God's Word and pray it is helpful. So I want to focus on this psalm just for a short time this morning. The occasion of this psalm is not known. Some, some of them we know why the psalm was written and um, what was taking place. The author is not even named, though it's very, very likely David. And certainly we could look to David's life and see there's many points in his life where he could have written this, some of the trials that he faced. There could be many avo- events that we point to in Scripture where Israel might have been going through a tough time, where they might have been in danger, and they might have been at a point to cry out to God, because this psalm can apply just as it could for many times in your own life. You know when you could read this and it rings like a bell with you. Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. Maybe that's right now for you. So look with me and let's simply just pull a few principles out to hopefully bring strength and comfort to our hearts this morning. So look there in the start of verse 1. 
The first word, God. Now, he uses the term God and not Lord. Many, many of the Psalms begin with the word Lord, capital L-O-R-D, using the proper name of God, Yahweh, the I Am. Sing praise to the Lord. Give thanks to the Lord. Many a psalm starts with that. But this one is different, and, and I believe there is a reason. Every word in the Bible is inspired, and it is used for a purpose, and this one really helps. The word God in Hebrew is Elohim. If you've studied Scripture, you know that. And the word Elohim speaks to the greatness of God, His bigness, His mighty power. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. It speaks to His almighty power above and beyond all things. We serve the mighty one who spoke all things into existence, the one whom nothing is beyond his means. There is nothing impossible with God. The one who holds all things together simply by his thoughts, the one whose will determines and guides every single action of every single atom from eternity past to eternity future. Yeah, that God is who we are talking about. And that God, Him, what does it say? He is our refuge. God is our refuge. Our safe place. The place where we are protected. A fortress. You have those places you feel totally safe in? Maybe it's at home when everything's put away and locked up and you can finally relax for the night and you just feel safe because you're at home. Or how about people? Do you have people that you feel totally safe with? Like your spouse. You know, you don't have to put on any kind of a front. You can just be yourself and you feel safe with your spouse. We like feeling safe and protected. Like when you were a kid and it would thunder and uh, be, uh, there would be thunder and lightning outside and, or, or the sound of the wind or whatever it is and you'd, you'd be scared and so you'd run to your parents' bed. And it seems like once you got in your parents' bed, everything's fine. It might still be thundering outside, still blowing outside, but once you were there, you felt safe, right? That's a refuge. That's the sense of a refuge, a safe, protected place. A place where it's okay to be vulnerable, vulnerable because you know you are protected. Beloved, that is our God. He is a refuge. A refuge. A safe place in the midst of trials a protected place. And there's no time when that reality becomes more real to us than in trials. 
I've said it many times, it's not necessarily the good times of blessings and health and prosperity that bring us closer to God. No, quite often that's where we get lax and lazy and forgetful. And we talk big about faith in those times. We can talk to somebody who's going through something and say, well, just have faith or just lean on God. Well, not really knowing what it's like to do that in those times. But it's most often it's in the trials, it's in the hard times when all the fakeness is stripped away. And we are left with the raw reality of what is happening and we find ourselves truly running to and truly leaning on and truly trusting in God. Sometimes it's in the trials that He becomes real to us. When faith is truly used and grown. And sometimes, sometimes faith comes easy in those times. I think that's a right thing to say, right? There's some trials we face and, and we forge forward in faith like, oh, I know God's totally got this. And I, I know we're going to be okay, so let's do this. And there's times we're extremely confident of the outcome, right? Oh, I can totally see how he's going to work in this. Let's go. Like knowing and seeing how God is going to deliver. And it feels good at those times, right? Like I know, I know it's hard times. I know we're facing this hard situation, but I know, I know God's going to work through it. And we know we're having faith like we should. I think there's times that faith comes easy, right? then there's times we can't see. And faith is there, but it's weak. And it might be flooded by sorrow and pain and fear. If we try, oh, we try. We try to see the positive. We try to see God working in it. But our flesh is so weak sometimes, isn't it? And our spirits can be broken. And it's just really hard sometimes to have the faith that we need to. Can I just pause and say that's okay? That's okay. (laughs) You're not a terrible, wretched sinner because your faith is wavering at times. Or because you find yourself doubting or wondering how God is going to get you through this. You're human. That's part of being human. Even writers of Scripture record their own weak moments. In fact, sometimes that's how we learn to draw strength from God like no other. That's why this psalm is here. To help us in that. Because sometimes it's during those times that we truly learn what this is talking about. God is my refuge. God is my safe place. There's times in your life where you'll simply just be there with God, resting in Him. Trusting Him, but not knowing how it's going to work out. Confident of His goodness and grace, yet unsure of the outcome. 
sometimes we just have to find refuge in Him. Safety in Him. It's those times you throw up your hands and say, okay, God, it's up to you. Because I can't do this. Those times you say, Lord, help me through this. Resting in Him, but feeling it all at the same time. Safe, yet vulnerable. Sure, yet shaky. It's a strange mix that Paul speaks of in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. You ever feel like that? Finding shelter from the trials that will break us in the one who will not allow that to happen. The one who is guiding though we can't see it. The one who is working in the trial though we might not be sure of it sometimes. So we sit silently with Him. Laying, our down, laying ourselves down and saying, Lord, help me. Trusting Him. There are times when we will find ourselves with nothing left to do but take refuge in Him. And can I say He is a far better refuge than anything else? Well, you see, our own thoughts, if we try to, to comfort ourselves with our own thoughts or our own strength, those will fail. Our own plans will fail, not God. God will not fail. Stocks and bonds and jobs and bank accounts and people will fail. Not Him. He alone is our refuge. And I love what it says. God is our refuge. Ours. He's your refuge. Can you say that this morning? Do you know that? The power of that? Maybe... Maybe it's something you need to be reminded of. He says it three times in this psalm here in verse 1. In verse 7, he says, The God of Jacob is our refuge. In verse 11, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Psalm 57 and 1 says this, Be merciful to me, O God. Be merciful to me, for my soul trusteth in Thee. Yea, in the shadow of Thy wings will I make my refuge until these trials be passed. Lord, have mercy on me. I'm finding shelter in You. Psalms 59 and 16. I will sing of Thy power. Yea, I will sing aloud of Thy mercy in the morning. For Thou hast been my defense and refuge in the day of my trouble. I'm going to sing to God because You got me through it. You were my refuge. Even when everything seems to be falling around us. Notice verse 2 and 3. He says, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Listen, sometimes our foundations get shaken, don't they? Our routines get uprooted and everything we thought was in place falls out of place. We had it all set up in our mind how it was supposed to go and then it doesn't. And it catches us by surprise and the solid ground that we were standing on feels like ice now and we're slipping. 
Can I say, fall on Him. Let Him catch you. Find refuge in Him. Because in those moments, He's not gone. He's, he's not lost control or walked away. In those minds when the, in those moments when the human mind is screaming, "Where are you, God? How could you, God? What are you doing? Why, God? Why? In those moments when our humanity is, is asking those questions, down deeper we trust Him, don't we? Down deeper beyond our human thinking, we trust Him. And we trust His power because we know in those storms, in those slippery places, He speaks peace. Be still. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. You must rest in that, beloved. I can't find any other words to express it than that. And if you've been there, then you know what I'm talking about. Find refuge in God. As we do, notice what begins to happen. Verse 1, God is our refuge and strength. God is our strength. There's simply times we cannot do it. We have no strength. We have no power. I want to take you to a passage really quick that has helped me. So if you keep your finger here, we'll be back. But turn over to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles. Chapter 20. I just want to simply read through it and point a couple things out to you, but there's some principles that have helped me as well here. God is our strength. Second Chronicles 20 and 1. And it came to pass after this, the children of Moab and the children of Ammon with them other beside the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to battle. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side of Syria. And behold, they be in Hazazon Tamar, which is in Engedi. There's a massive army coming against Jerusalem to take it. Verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord. That's a good choice. When the trials come, where do we go to first? He set himself to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God of our fathers, art thou not God of heaven? And rulest not thou over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might, so none is, with able, none is able to withstand thee? Are not thou our God, who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel, and gave it to the seed of Abraham, thy friend forever? And they dwell therein, and have built thee a sanctuary then for thy name. 
saying, If when evil cometh upon us, as the sword, or judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house, and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our affliction, then thou wilt hear and help. He's saying, Lord, haven't you done all this for us? And didn't you tell us that when we face trouble, we come here and we cry out to you and you will help? Verse 10, And now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, whom thou wouldst not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt. They turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say how they reward us to come cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given to us inherit. O our God, wilt thou not judge them? Listen now. For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. I have no strength in this, Lord. I don't know what to do. I'm relying on you. Have you been there? Verse 13, And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. Verse 14, And upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaiah, the son of Jeel, the son of Mataniah, a Levite, the sons of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord in the midst of the congregation. And he said, Hearken ye, all Judah, and all ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou, King Jehoshaphat. Thus, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by the reason of this great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. It's not our battle. When we don't have strength, and when we can't do it on our own, God can. Tomorrow go down against them, and behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and you shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel. You shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. The Lord will be with you. The battle is not yours, it's His. I want to fast forward to verse 22. Notice something here. They go out unarmed against this great multitude and notice what happens. And they began to sing and to praise. Excuse me. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord said ambushment against the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir, which they were come against Judah, and they were smitten. In fact, the army is destroyed. And what did Judah and Israel do in it? They praised God. As they praised God, God did the work. You know, there's times I don't have strength. I can't face this trial. I can't go through this. You know what he says? He says the same thing he did back then. You let me do the work. Stand still and watch my deliverance. How often has he done that for you? carried you through what you thought would be impossible. I'm pretty sure He's carrying me through some things right now. And that's okay. Because I don't want to try to do it on my own. 
So God is a refuge. God is our strength. And you know what? He's a refuge that gives us strength. Can I just speak to that for a moment? You know, the Bible talks about a peace that passes understanding. But I think there is a strength that comes from the Lord that we cannot quite understand either. Just a quiet knowledge down deep within us that He's going to get me through this. And it may be one small, weak, faltering step at a time, but He does. And with each step we take, our faith is strengthened. It might be mingled with pain and with sorrow and with hurt and with doubt, but He takes us along and those things begin to dim as His love grows deeper and more real to us. And soon the things we thought we could not face are behind us. Some of you can speak to that. And do, by the way. Tell your story of pain and how God has helped you through. You don't know how much that could help someone else. Verse 1 says He is a very present help in time of trouble. Most of us read that and we take that as instantly. He is very present, like right there. And He is, right? We pray to Him and He's there to help. There's no busy signal. There's no delay. Aren't you thankful for that? That God is always there to help us? There's not a disclaimer like, ah, well, you know, I've got this thing to run on this corner of the universe. You're going to have to wait or... Sorry, man. No. He never lets us down, does He? He's always there to help us. Always there to answer. Maybe not like we think, but He's always there. But there's something else you need to know behind the word very. A very present help. That word very carries the idea of being mighty. He is a mighty help in times of trouble an exceeding help in times of trouble. (laughs) It's not just words or ineffective actions that God helps us with. No, He is able to deliver us. He is able to smooth out the rough roads. He is able to mend the broken relationships. Able to piece back together a broken life and a shattered heart. Able to heal the sick. And yes, I believe that with all that I am. God is able to do that. And He is able to comfort our hearts when we lose loved ones or lose the means to provide for our family or when everything else around us is falling. God is able. Able to do exceedingly above all that we ask or think. And there are times He doesn't answer how we think He ought to. But we pray knowing that He is able to deliver us. The Almighty Creator of all things, God above, is our refuge who gives us strength and who is there to help us. And here's what I want to end with, and it's the part that we have trouble with. Verse 2, the first phrase. Therefore, we will not fear. (laughs) That's hard, isn't it? 
Sometimes it's a bit easier not to fear the external things that press at us. Those times like we know that God is going to get us through this and it will all work out like I was talking about earlier. But the things that hit a bit closer to home, those are harder sometimes, aren't they? And we are scared. Scared of what may happen. Begging God not to or asking Him why it did. And Yet the Bible tells us not to fear. And I could throw a, a bunch of one-liners at you and I could use Scripture in a way that's maybe not what it's intended for. What I want to leave with you is in those moments, take refuge in Him. Find strength in Him. Let Him carry you. When you can't do anything else, rest in Him and He will bring you through. He won't let you slip away. He is your refuge and your strength and your mighty help. And there's one last word that I want you to focus on. See at the end of verse 3. See it there? Selah. You probably read the Psalms and skip over that word. Well, it's there for a reason. What does it mean? Well, it's a musical break. These are songs. It's a musical break. And you know what it means? It's time to meditate on what was just said. Time to meditate. God is your refuge. He is your strength. He is a present help in times of trouble. So don't fear when everything else is falling around you. Think on that. Meditate on Him and all that He has done and the many ways He has provided. On His goodness and His grace and the very things that are holding you together right now. Think on those. Have you spent time with that lately? Time focusing on who it is that is our refuge? Maybe we need to. I think that will teach us not to fear so much. To see that God has never left us. Not in the trouble and the pain and the hard times. No. He was there and He is there. He is our refuge and strength and mighty help so we don't have to be so scared or so shaken. Instead, we can find shelter in Him. I hope that you can hear my heart in all of this. You know what my family and I have been facing. And again, it's not unique. (laughs) There are many people facing the same things that we are. And if you haven't, then you will at some point. Just That's just simply the way that life is. I just want you to know that in those times, we're not alone. In those times when our faith is weak, we're not alone. And when it seems like we don't have the strength to keep going, we're we're not alone. We can take refuge in God and rest in His strength, in His almighty power to help us. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble, so we don't have to fear. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would use these words as you see fit.
Look upon all that are here, all that are listening, and all that will hear this, Lord. Those of us with hurting hearts, with faith that might be faltering, and facing hard things in our life, Lord. Help us to take refuge in You, in Your goodness and Your grace and Your almighty power, Lord. You have been so good and wonderful to us. Lord, just help us where we are weak. Strengthen us. Carry us through these trials, Lord. Help us as only You can. Do the the work in our lives that only You can, Lord. Help us not to fear, but to find refuge in You, Lord. Ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen.